Last week on the episode, Saturday special, we made a lot of predictions. I know I made one big one. Kind of one big one that I thought was going to happen, and it didn't happen this week. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Movie Melting Pot, Saturday special, all that. I'm here with my co-hosts, Austin, and not Richard this week. Richard has homework, but everyone's favorite, Tyler. Yo-ho. See, what gets me about Richard is I'm also in grad school, but I do my homework before Saturday, or before Friday, because, you know... I like watching TV and recording podcasts. So take that, yeah, Richard. Well, he's not going to listen to this to hear that. So <laughs> I guess you'll have to send it in the group chat. No, nah, I don't feel like Tyler. Yeah, Tyler had, you had something going on last week. You couldn't make it on last week, but you're on this week. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's a heavy question mark there. Yes, dot, 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 question mark. Hey, sometimes you forget what you did last week, and that was... Dude, I forget what I did today. Oh, I remember. It was... Time didn't work out for both of us last week, and then the weekend before that, I was doing a whole conference thing, so... Alright, but (laughs) Tyler also has a a mic this week. Maybe. Tyler, Tyler... You have you have a shotgun mic. Is are you? Did you position it correctly? Can I, will I be able to? Hear Is it you? supposed to like like I'm supposed to be looking down the barrel of a shotgun? Is that how that goes? Pretty right. much. Well, yes. I'm looking at it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, looking like someone's about to shoot me with a shotgun. So that's pretty much what I, I got set up right now. So we should be good. Okay. Well, <laughs> if I can't hear you. I guess we just won't have a Saturday. I'll just have to re- re-record my own Saturday special. Or you just never, yeah, never have me on Real again. Real quick. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, that is a possibility. You were you were this close today. <laughs> if you hadn't called me. I'm glad to be on. But, yeah, Tyler called me this morning. Super excited to talk about it. You were like... Have you seen WandaVision yet? And of course, I woke up at like 8.30. It's the first thing I did. <laughs> it sounds like more like... And yeah. I was like, yeah. And then you immediately called me, pretty much. It sounds more like, did you, to talk to did me you watch about WandaVision it. yet? Did you? Did you? Got any more of them WandaVision Easter theories? Eggs? You got any theories? <laughs> any Easter eggs? <laughs> so. But... A good episode this week. Spoiler warning, if you haven't watched it, I didn't think it was a very, I mean, it is a spoiler-heavy episode. It wasn't a very heavy-with-plot episode. I... Okay, Tyler. The entire show was backstory. Yeah. The, the episode was backstory, not plot. Which, I mean, there's a plot to the backstory, but even then, it's it's more... This episode was more about the little nuggets you found in the backstory, rather than what happens in the black story. The black story? Black story. The, <laughs> the, 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 the what? <laughs> Yikes. Don't want to get flagged. Demonetized. Yeah. Monica Rambeau was not in this... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Cut that part out. Uh, no, I I like Monica Rambeau and the actress. I've never. Yeah, she's I don't great. Know, I don't know what else she's in, but she's doing all right. I don't think she's been in much till now. This was kind of her big break. Yeah. 
Good for her. Anyways. <laughs> uh, WandaVision. Uh, episode 8. Last, next week's episode 9, the last episode. And this did not go the direction I thought it would. This episode... Not necessarily. Yeah. This episode was rife with backstory, with emotions and feelings... With a couple important reveals, I think, about the character of what we can now call Scarlet Witch, mm, officially. Yeah, that's why I really like how they did that, because earlier in the, the series, we we kind of discussed, I remember I said it, that they made a big deal about the fact that she didn't have an alias yet, like a mm. superhero name. So I think it's really interesting for her character, especially to the comics uh, perspective, that she's being now referred to as the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, and I, I just like the way they do it because they they didn't force it. They built they built up the character of Agatha Harkness not not too much, but Mm-mm. they kind of enough backstory to know to, where she's coming from. And then and then at the end, they really showed you know her witch powers. <laughs> yeah, and. And and you believe the fact that there is this, you know, almost like foretold, forecoming mm-hmm. Scarlet Witch with immeasurable chaos magic powers. But yeah, we can... Which is ironic to hear from her because of the opening sequence of the episode. Oh, yeah. She's like, oh, you have chaos magic. And then we see in the beginning of the episode that, I mean... To kind of segue into how the episode is opening, she steals the power of, what was it, like half a dozen witches, including her mother? Pretty yeah. much. So let's let's start there. We can work our, work our way a bit through the episode. I don't think there's that much strong plot to hit on. Though there are a couple Not things a that ton, are ton, but I mean, there, there are good glimpses. Series. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am aware Plastic you tried mysteries. to talk to me about them today, and I tried shutting you down so that you could save it, but you you were persistent. Nevertheless, she persisted. Uh, you gotta, like, drive over to Fort Madison Friday mornings and just duct tape you down yeah. so you don't reveal anything hey, until the right, podcast. Yeah. I was actually up until 2 o'clock in the morning so that I'd watch the episode right as it came out. That's what I've been doing the past two to three I don't know weeks. if I... Right, Thursday night... I don't know if I believe you or not, but I, I'll, I'll just uh, believe you for now. But have some reservations, just like I had some reservations when one Dumby three said that one division broke in and stole the vision's body. I believed him. I loved that perspective. It was so great how they did yeah, it in this episode. But we'll get to so, that. There's one little thing I noticed. Yeah. The episode starts, and we see Agatha being taken to be, I don't know, like, burned at the stake or something. Burned as a witch, kind By of, witches, yeah. and because, you know, there's kind of this kind of unspoken rule, or it is spoken, like, you're not allowed to study magic beyond what you're allowed. Your age or your limit or something like that. And apparently she was doing it, and I didn't rewatch it. Apparently, when she was being, like interrogated by her mother she pretty much comes out and confesses like yeah okay i was but mm-hmm. I, don't know, I only watched it the one time and i didn't i didn't catch it then but you gotta do the ceremonial double watch I, I, I you always miss something I the just first time today. 
But so the witch, so there's a bunch of witches there, and they shoot, you know, typical hand lasers at Agatha. The blue ones. Blue ones, and it looks like she's in pain, and somehow they turn purple, and she starts like sucking the life out of these witches until they look like shriveled up. I heard someone say it's it, <laughs> Indiana Jones corpses. I was gonna, no, it was reminiscent of the Yo Magic Kid. Oh, oh, yeah. I guess that kind of makes sense. Yeah. So, th- but that was also claymation, and this was, <laughs> yeah. you know, dead yeah, people. Is... Yeah, they they weren't dead. They were just pretending. Well, they just were like pretty the much not alive. Guy. Of course. But then Agatha's mom, who's apparently like the leader of this coven, was like, "All right, now it's my the turn." The head witch, and she shoots some lasers, and Agatha fights her off. And sucks the life out of her. She didn't just shoot lasers. She got that little weird thing that offs mommy. Like a little crown. Yeah, she, yeah, she, she did the uh, the witch kind of crown thing where she was like kind of expressing her power through her, her little light hat. Yeah. Which is just crazy because I guess that's kind of powerful. Like fighting off the whole of the yeah. coven. I mean, I think... I think that's supposed to be what it's supposed to look like because it, it contrasts the ending scene with her whole little dialogue there because we see how powerful Agatha is and then at the end you kind of see there's a hint of fear at Wanda. Yeah. So after that, we kind of cut back to the basement because the, mm-hmm. the whole scene, the whole episode takes place in the basement. Yeah, it also takes place in real time, uh, like real, real world yeah. too. You can see in the aspect ratio that it never changes in this episode, which that hasn't happened since we've seen either a full episode in the real world yeah. or the whole episode in the hex. Like even so, it's it's pretty wild. Like I, and I like the creative choice when they're going through all the different backstories and Agatha's trying to find out who Wanda is and how she got her powers. Like they'll focus <laughs> on being in the backstory. But then they'll always do that thing where they'll switch, you know, the the position of the camera. Oh yeah, so that you can it's, see I think it's Wanda the in the background. Cleanest thing. It's so just good. reminding you, yeah. hey, this is just a like, backstory. Wanda's watching it with Agatha. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, in that scene, she's holding the what's it? The rabbit. You, you see the rabbit. Yep. In the comics, she has a black cat. That's like her. Well, we can see that, obviously, Agatha has the power to change reality, to a sense, uh, with powers. And I think one big nod to where that probably is her cat is uh, when she's kind of interrogating Scarlet Witch, or Wanda, whatever you want to call her, uh, in this second scene of the episode in the basement. um, She is kind of demonstrating different points of magic, saying, hey, this is what you're able to do as a witch, uh, trying to figure out where... Her, her powers really are, uh, where Wada's powers really are. And she changes the cicada that we had a little nod to in the last episode to uh, a moth, to a bird, and then feeds it to the bunny. Bunnies don't eat birds, but cats do. Yeah. So I feel like that's kind of a little hint where this is actually a cat, but it's, you know, covered. And I'll, uh, as I'll a stop bunny. you there because I just want to point out, I started with right. saying I made a prediction that, or kind of a prediction that didn't come true. And that was my prediction 
is that they showed that fly and it was going to be Mephisto. And <laughs> Mephisto? And yeah. then it ended up getting... I feel like there's still... <laughs> nope. I think there's still a possibility to introduce Mephisto into this series because, obviously, she's working with Dark Magic, and Dark Magic is something that... I mean, Agatha wasn't necessarily her core. She's not necessarily a bad guy. Uh, but she she could have gotten that dark magic from Mephisto. I, I feel like this is, you know, theories, just to throw in here and there. She created Sparky for uh, the kind of emotional push to figure out where Scarlet Witch, her powers really are, bringing back people from the dead. And she created the kids, and she also aged them to kind of, you know, further the story of them. And what's going on, because, of course, in the comics, the the kids come from pieces of Mephisto. So I feel like Agatha had a part in that, uh, and we find out a lot more later about, you know, who's real and who's not. Yeah, I have... But we're in the basement. That's just headcanon for now. Let's let's be very clear. None of Of that is actually confirmed or anything. But... Yep, it's just me talking. So... They're kind of they kind of just talk for a little bit, and you kind of find out where Agatha's coming from in coming to this area. She doesn't live in Westview, but the powerful anomaly of the hex is just such a magical event draws her there, which all happened at once. Yeah. She mentioned that she's never seen so much power from a witch happen at once. So it drew her there and she was curious. And we we kind of see that her intention is, and it's only mentioned once. She says, I need your help. But she's trying to figure out who Scarlet Witch is. Which, you know, is it's really... I, I We can't really know what she's really up to right now. So... Right. I mean, Agatha is... Yeah. And I just want to say, like, Agatha is... Her morals are and her... Like, what her, like, drive in life is, or what she's going to do is not, in the comics is it's never been necessarily good or evil. Some, sometimes it's right. good, and it's just really creepy. Sometimes she's had selfish mo- motives, but then she still does good, and it's just like... It's kind of like the Deadpool kind of morals, where he's not a good guy or a bad guy. He does some good things, and he also does some not-so-great things, but... Overall, he's just kind of selfish, where they just kind of working for themselves, doing what they want. Yeah. And you can tell that's really just right. kind of her thing here. She, her attitude. she wants to, yeah. you know, either zap the power out of Wanda like she did her mom, or she wants to find mm-hmm. out where Wanda learned her magic so she can get Or it. help open the book, because we don't know anything about the book yet. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Because <laughs> we, we've seen a lot of power colors. We've seen Agatha's powers are purple. We see that uh, Wanda's powers are red. The other witch's powers were blue. And I think there's still one nod that we keep missing is the, the Yo Gabba Gabba reference from the last episode where, I mean, it, it's it's a stretch, but maybe there's like different types of witches and they all do different powers or I don't know. Or it could have just been, you know, uh, Spectrum or Monica Rambeau's powers were blue. So she was pointed out with the red uh, Yo Gabba Gabba character. And that's just like something that they're on the radar. I don't know. We're continuing, though. Yeah, we're in the basement. She's being interrogated. 
and we kind of move more into the powers of Agatha trying to figure out who Wanda is. So, right. so the very little plot that actually happens then is that Agatha ends up plucking a hair out of Wanda's head and using it in some magic to kind of walk into Wanda's memories and figure out mm-hmm. who she is and where she came from. And we jump into the first scene, the first, you know, flashback. Yeah, background flashback scene. And one one cool thing quickly that I noticed <laughs> that the title of this episode is previously on, and I think that was super, yeah. you know, on the nose. Uh, not Katie, ironic. I mean, I, well done. It was very well done. Previously on, it's a very commonly thing. It's been said in every single episode. Uh, so to call this episode previously on, it's a whole flashback episode. I just thought it was really cool. But this flashback, this first flashback we see is Wanda as a young child in Sokovia. Her dad has a job trying to sell DVDs of old sitcoms. Uh, the sitcoms in the case were, what, I Love Lucy, Bewitched, uh, Malcolm in the Middle. Basically all the ones we've seen now, Malcolm in the Middle was in there, which is odd. I mean, it depends on, you know, what year this was in. Malcolm in the Middle is not that old. Well, keep in mind. Canonically. Wanda, at this point, is still not as old as as Elizabeth Olsen. As Elizabeth Olsen looks. Right, that makes sense. Yeah. So maybe that you know she looks you know nine or ten there, is would be my guess. Yeah. And then so maybe it was right. like two. Did it give a year for this flashback, or was it just previous Sokovia? Because I don't think I remember like a title or something. I don't, in I don't lower think thirds. it has a year. I don't think it did. Yeah. I regardless. Yeah. It was it was a briefcase full of yeah. a bunch of like. Old 90s, 60s, 50s sitcoms. And her dad puts in the Dick Van Dyke show. The very first episode was based well, on... Well, it was the, her favorite, yeah. yeah. And so Dick Van Dyke show... Funny, funny we, I should mention this though. The, that I Love Lucy DVD set was one of the two I Love Lucy DVD mm-hmm. sets I had growing up. I talked about how I had... Grew up with a couple of I Love Lucy DVD sets. It was sets. a good show. Yeah, I That was one of them. I just watched it on Hallmark because we had basic cable. Yeah, same same here. I didn't even get Hallmark. Yeah. You must have had the the premium basic cable. Yeah. I think we got a total of maybe like 19 channels. But I yeah, always had something, something like to that. watch. It could have just been a local thing too. I watched the History yeah, the, Channel. We had the... Uh... Yeah, we had the If You're Bored, Go Outside program. That's the, that's, the, <laughs> that's what we had growing up. If you were bored, go outside. Yeah, that that sounds about right. <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't lot, watch a lot of the, any sitcoms growing up. I think the only one I watched was, any of them I watched really was later on in life when we could afford cable and all that. But, yeah, I didn't watch a lot of those growing up, so I wouldn't have any of that. My mom probably didn't either. <laughs> yeah. Mine was mostly Andy Griffith Show and Golden Girls. That's it. Staples. But yeah, they're they're watching the show. Uh, her mom, Pietro, her dad are all there. Kind of, you know, a wholesome family moment. And this next part, I'm shocked. I was upset let's just, let's just set, that set it the got scene me. and yeah. remind everyone that 
you know, her mom, when they get home, looks out the window and there's people fighting. You know, there's a war scene. Oh, yeah. Right outside the window. And she just kind of like closes the blinds like, okay, just ignore it. We've got to continue on with our life. And Mm -hmm. so they sit down and start watching and they're having a good time. They're laughing, you know, a good, wholesome family and go ahead. Yeah, it was like a minute long of just, you know, happy family watching TV. But but then go ahead with, with your continue with what you're about to say. Oh, yeah, so they're watching TV, and let me paint, I'm sitting in my office, because I was waiting for my car to get done, um, sitting in my office with headphones on, watching very intently, because I was excited for this episode, and uh, my headphones are turned up so I can hear everything, because I'm trying to like listen to see if there's stuff going on in the background, and then this scene, the creators thought it'd be funny, that they've never had anything like this in the show before, but they put a jump scare, and I was so upset, I jumped in my seat, and so there was an explosion while they were watching TV, and their house apartment, wherever they're at, their little flat, uh, basically gets blown to bits. Uh, so the next scene immediately is uh, Pietro and Wanda, like, in ruins, trying to scurry under a uh, a bed frame that was still standing to hide from all the chaos that's going on. And a Stark Industries bomb falls down right in front of them. Yep. Which is the nod to the first commercial. Yes. Which is yes. one thing I've noticed throughout this episode is there there are a number of the commercials that are re-mentioned. Yes. So Tyler's tapping his nose. Do you have a take, Tyler? No, I'm just Tyler, saying, take time. <laughs> I'm just saying Austin's got some good points there. Yep. But yeah. <laughs> but we see the first big plot point here that as Marvel fans we didn't yes. know. I was about to right, say. As, as cinematic Marvel fans. Yes. So, Wanda kind of reaches out at the bomb, almost like she's going to touch it. Um, Pietro, like, kind of stops her. But, you know, the bomb is beeping, it's ticking, it's armed, but it doesn't go off. And so, apparently, it's been a long time since I've watched Age of Ultron, maybe she mentions it in there, but her and Pietro stayed there for, like, two days. Scared that the bomb is going to go mm-hmm. off, but the bomb doesn't go off. And so her whole life, she grows up thinking that it's, you know, it was a defective bomb. You know, her life was spared because of a, dis- a right. defective bomb. But, you know, at this point, we kind of snap out of that, you know, back flashback. flashback. And Agatha is amazed that at such a young age, without any training... She was able to cast a probability hex. Mm-hmm. So this is, I think, this is what you were talking about, Austin. Is that this is the first yeah. seed planted in this episode that Wanda is not. She didn't get her powers from the reality or the the Mind Stone. She was a witch, right? They were just amplified. They were amplified by the Mind Stone. Correct. Which we as cinematic Marvel fans never knew before, because we were all led to believe that she got her powers from the testing uh, with the Mind Stone. So we were kind of put into this new situation of what is actually going on, how did she get these powers, but it's brushed over. It's it's not really mentioned uh, anymore 
uh, about the fact of the matter that she had her powers beforehand. She's just, she, Agatha, is still just trying to figure out how her powers got so strong. Because we, we saw earlier in the episode where Agatha is super confused and really impressed how this witch that she doesn't know about uh, was able to do basic mind control, or, I mean, really, very complicated mind control and reality bending uh, at such a large level. Because even when she began, uh, began the whole Westview hex, it was, it was a couple miles uh, it was a very large area, and then later on in the episode, she essentially doubled it, and still, for the most part, kept everything together. So Agatha is still, throughout all of these backstories, she's progressing, she's egging on questions, she's trying to figure out uh, how her powers got so powerful. Tyler, you pointed out something to me. Do you remember what it is about this about this point, about this topic? About, about Pietro uh... and... Oh yeah, like my question, and this so, and I think <laughs> maybe they're just gonna skim over this and maybe never bring it up because maybe it's not important in the series anymore now that Pietro is dead. But we get the idea that Wanda had her powers beforehand, but it doesn't mention like did Pietro have his powers beforehand or did he really just? Get Which it? I think is interesting. So. Yeah, sorry, uh, but both Wanda and Pietro. Uh, have been, if I'm understanding it correctly, at least mentioned as mutants in in comics and in other different uh, timelines other than the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, Pietro, of course, is Quicksilver in, in the Fox uh, series of uh, X-Men, so we know he was a mutant. So I think they were the connection all along between the whole X-Men, Marvel, canonosity, who's part of the cinematic, who's not, but we just didn't really give it due mention because we were so focused on them being uh, getting their powers from the the Mind Stone, which at this point we know that at least Wanda's was amplified by the Mind Stone. Maybe that's because she was a mutant or she somehow had her, her witch powers beforehand, but maybe with Pietro too, that his powers were also amplified and he had limited speed abilities beforehand. Right, and well, one thing I learned, you learn from the comics... Apparently, I looked it up because I was trying to look about, learn about Agatha, but then I later learned something about Wanda that I kind of baffled me. Is that I think you learned that Magneto is not it's, necessarily Wanda's par- parent or right. father, and that she has different parents. And and the weird thing about mutants in the comics nowadays is that they're not just simply not all the mutants you find in X Men and stuff like that are are like strictly like mutant gene like Wanda. Wanda Maximoff or Scarlet Witch in the comics is just her mutant ability kind of just taps into her relation to magic and everything. Just like there's like the character magic, her mutant ability gives her a connection to Limbo. And I think that whole mutant gene is only uh, come about because of their connection to magic. And I think more so Wanda... Wanda's abilities are not so. I don't think they want. I don't think that, and I think this is a wrong way to go about it. I think if they do, I I actually don't wouldn't like it. But if the series decided to go into mutants, I would probably say it's a little bit of a stretch. I mean, despite her being a so-called mutant, I just don't. I don't think I'd want 
mutants to be introduced through Wanda and Scarlet. Well, see, I think just that's because there's more so in her story towards the magic realm than the mutant realm, and right. maybe you can, but it seems like such a stretch that I would rather be done a different way. But it's not about what I want. Marvel. Well, yeah, I just think it's a (laughs) fragile situation they put themselves in because, Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously people are huge fan of the X-Men series and the movies, some of them did better than others. And now that Disney owns the rights to all of them, uh, Marvel is able to introduce them. But I mean, there really isn't an easy way other than trying to open like multiverse uh, paradoxes or trying to, you know, fit all that in together into what we already have. So I, I think they're probably going to try because it's just going to open up the, the, the financial gain of Marvel and Disney because they really haven't done anything with X-Men since they've had them other than like animated shows. Um, so I feel like that might be the direction they're going. I just don't know how smoothly it's going to go or what direction they're going to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, Pietro's dead, but Pietro, he looked still alive, <laughs> so we might see something <laughs> it's true i, know, I but, think yeah i'll get to it when we get there so agatha kind of opens another door that's how she gets from flashback to flashback is she'll mm-hmm. create a door in the scene and and open it up and so we open up and go to the next door which i believe unless i'm mistaken was it's hydra her, yeah, her at a Hydra facility. Mm-hmm. Agatha... Which is interesting, what she says before they go in there, is that she didn't want to go back. And then once they get in there, she mentions that they thought they were doing something for the greater good. Yeah, Agatha kind of talks about, like, you know, your response to this was to go join a terrorist organization. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's like an anti-freedom yeah. terrorist. Anti-freedom, <laughs> because what else are you going to call it other than you know the Nazis of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Yeah. So you're pretty much going and joining Disney, is what she said. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> ah, ah, Disney, please don't you know flag us. We need your support. Uh, it's Apple. They hate Disney. So, I mean, okay. I don't. We don't post our podcast on <laughs> Disney's Disney Plus podcasting services. Thankfully. Disney Plus podcasting. But so <laughs> in this in this flashback, we'd see a bit of another interesting revelation. Here we get another idea of what happens. And how Wanda gets her powers. Tyler's looking like he's about ready to talk. So I'll finish what I'm saying and then, then you can go. But uh, Wanda walks into a room. The scepter is there. Loki's scepter with the, the Mind Stone in it. And these guys. I'm assuming one of them is Strucker. It didn't look you know? like him. But I, I, I mean, I maybe it was a younger version either. of him. Yeah. But uh, maybe they just couldn't get the actor back. Yeah. So, but he's like, okay, subject five thousand three hundred and twenty-seven. Walk up and touch touch the object. Well, they. And then the one guy funny is yeah. they did like an OSHA violation little sentence. It said nature, uh, state your name and your status, and she says Wanda Maximoff volunteer, which I mean is kind of funny. 
uh, for the situation of it, where like if Hydra at that point ever got you know busted, they would have said, "Oh, they volunteered for it." You know, good old human experimenting. But so Wanda, they're like the one guy's like, "Wait, should we have her touching this?" Because every other person who's touched it, the five thousand three hundred and seventy four people in front of her, you know, they've all died when they've touched it. And he's like, "Eh, whatever." Well, he shuts off the microphone, like yeah. the little intercom system, that she she doesn't hear that. And he's like, yeah. oh, can't tell her that. So she walks towards it, uh, beginning to touch it. She? And Tyler, this is where you can kind of talk about, you know, what what happens, yeah. the, big, the big thing. Well, it starts to shake, and and then it, the, the whole, like, the blue thing, the blue casing that holds the uh, gem pops out. And then it starts going towards her, and then it breaks... And it's just the Mind Stone, and the Mind Stone just starts to glow brightly, and then there's this, just this magnificent witch lady that comes, and it looks like... Jesus. Um, it looks like, well, <laughs> it looks like Scarlet, Scarlet Witch or Wanda. It was. Maybe with... Well, it was just her. What? It was you... It was just her silhouette of her in her comic book costume, because you can see the, the, the headpiece that she's wearing. So she sees a vision but, of what she could be. I don't know if it's a vision, though. That's the problem. Well, see, no, we, we know it's a vision because when they re-look at the footage of this little scene that happened, it basically went from her standing to her on the ground. The footage didn't see anything. Only Wanda saw everything that just happened. She saw the scepter come apart. She saw the Mind Stone. She saw herself. And the footage cut it all out. Like... No one saw anything except for her. If I... I don't know. I think if I remember correctly, they were seeing something. They know something definitely happened, but they don't know what happened in... like they. I feel like they saw the light, maybe. I don't know. We can go look back at it. But I feel like they saw the light, and then... Because he, he's like, something happened. He's like, I don't understand what's going on. Because the the video almost seems like it was cut, not that it was just that she fell to the ground. It seems like she went from standing up straight to an, a cut, and then she was on the ground again. So something happened, and the video footage was corrupted. I feel like, and maybe that's we'd have to take a look at that again. But there was something that happened, and I don't. I think it's more than a vision. Um, I think it's just. I think it could have been Wanda. It could have been something else. Right. I um, I'm watching it. I'm watching it right now. From a different di- dimension. Right. I'm watching it right now, and as they're looking back at the footage, it, it's almost like someone cut the footage, but it's it's her standing there, and then like a second later, like absolutely quick cut, she's laying on the ground, and you can see it's in real time because the the other agent is running into the room. So as they're watching this footage, they don't see anything that just happened. Only Wanda saw all that. Which is really interesting. And I think I have a really weird hunch, not necessarily a hunch, but a connection that I made watching this is she falls in love with the Mind Stone. The same thing that gave her her powers. Which I, I never made that connection before, but it's it's really interesting that does she actually love Vision or does she love the fact that the Mind Stone is right there? Because obviously all of her powers have been extremely amplified by the Mind Stone and she is, you know, 
having two babies with the embodiment of it. So it's it's really interesting. I don't know if it means anything, but it was just a weird connection I never made. I I don't think she fell in love with the Mind Stone or anything like that. The it previous, was actually Vision. Well, I mean, like, what movie was it? Infinity War, maybe? They talk about how... They, they spend time talking about how, you know, maybe at one point it was the Mind Stone and Vision, and Vision could just, like, use the power of the Mind Stone. But over time, they've he had... He gained a personality kind of became, and everything. Yeah, they... They kind of became right. one. Like, they Which worked it makes with each sense. other in, like, in, like, a relation, not like a... Right. Like a it was just, it was funny to me that I, I'd never made that connection, that Wanda fell in love with the Mind Stone. Like, with the embodiment of a Mind Stone. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's neither here nor there. Just a little thing I noticed. Right. Well, and... I guess in since you could take that, I think that she built, I mean, from the perspective of how I saw the events going, I guess, and how I can, my theory, I guess, dep- you know, because I agree to disagree about that situation, but uh, the whole thing where that whole scene, I feel like she somehow had a connection that which in which that it's not only that she was powers were boosted, but it's almost as if a part of the stone was implanted inside her and i have that well we see that later on in the episode yeah Yeah, but yeah i'll bring that up later on right we can talk about that when we get there but um you can also say say like you know the mind stone was drawn to her because well since i mean like in guardians of the galaxy go around falling in love with everybody else right just like started to go towards right i'm not saying that they weren't in love it's just it was a connection i'd never made before because i mean in guardians of the galaxy we saw that uh i think peter at the very end of the first movie said he felt the power stone calling out to him so he was able to grab it or something like that Mm -hmm. the stones are anomalies and they are technically gone so i have a theory about that later on but uh we can continue to move forward with the plot and synopsis of this right episode. after after the whole event she's kind of put into uh, a little prison room and then the the switch happens between the the backstory and agatha and wanda and they're sitting there and they're talking again well another thing then right after that she's in that waiting room and she's watching the brady bunch yes and so we kind of see that, her, that this is just like her built up throughout her life that her escape from reality are old sitcoms, which kind of, ex- mm-hmm. is, you know, explains why, you know, first in episodes in, in her adult life when she was overcome with grief, it kind of spontaneously this this release comes out of her. Right. It's her it's her comfort. Her her traumatic fallback. Yeah. But yeah, Agatha and Wanda, they're talking again. And what, Agatha just has a really interesting line about, you know, you, you were born with magic, but the Mind Stone rein, like, reinvigorated what would have died on the vine. Mm-hmm. Like, Wanda didn't know her powers. She couldn't use her powers. They were going right. to just fade away with time. Because she didn't use them, but I mean, the Mind Stone just brought her this surge of power 
And, you know, Hydra took that, used that, manipulated that. Yep. So. Then we move on to the next flashback. Uh, is that... That's not Avengers Compound it's, next, is it? Yep. Yeah, the next one is the Avengers Compound. She's she's sitting right after the events of Age of Ultron. You can go ahead and talk about this one, Tyler. You, you haven't been talking too much. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, yeah, I just... I like to listen, and uh, most of the stuff I had to say was the stuff near the end and little other stuff. But, no, this uh, this scene... Was it you come into the scene and I think I forgot how it kind of started, but basically, yeah, Wanda sitting there watching another sitcom, right? Uh, it was actually what was it, Malcolm in the Middle? Yes, she good old Brian Cranston. The and, yeah, the whole scene where the whole thing falls down. Yeah, uh, and then she cool. Interesting thing is she about this part is that she senses vision in the room she senses visions watching her and um vision kind of walks in and it seems like maybe this is like maybe the first time where uh he kind they kind of like interact in 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 the way in an intimate way because you know he says you know i i was planning on coming here but it's only up to your preference now and she said she basically guides him in to say come sit down hang out with me and during this process, she's grieving, and uh, Vision, I think, just tries to console her, tries to understand what she's going through, and this maybe can even go back to it, but like, uh, the whole Wanda falling in love with the stone, and the stone maybe falling in love with her, I guess, but the whole Vision starts to just say things, I was like... Um, and connect with her on an intimate level that he wasn't, maybe I don't think he ever did with anybody else. And, uh, this whole scene to me, to be honest, was more so flashback, but you do get that first initial, like when Wanda was grieving about the loss of her, her whole family. Now, um, vision was the one who stepped in to fill that hole. And that whole scene is just that kind of first time that, she may have felt an intimate relationship with him um, and found someone who could fill that hole that she had, like, gained from mm-hmm. losing her family. So, I mean, to me, that's just a flashback scene because then in, in the end, it's just like, she's like, so you lost your parents, you lost your brother, you lost a vision. But that doesn't, exp- she's like, that doesn't explain how we got to this point, you know, it just explains more so why you're grieving yep. and what's going on. So what, what this is where like, you know, this whole scene was just more so for me, at least a time where we see the final, like, okay, you're grieving. And Agatha's like, let's keep, let's move it forward. Let's find out why exactly we're here. I've been patient long enough. Let's do yeah. this. <laughs> I just want to, and that's sorry. when, yeah, sorry, I was just going to say, I just wanted to say, you know, this scene is it, the whole episode this is why I was talking about. It's not very plot heavy. It's more just like, it's character background. You know, you don't know that much mm -hmm. about Wanda. You've heard things, seeing things put in in a different, put thing in a different perspective. And here you really see the building blocks of their relationship. And I just wanted to point out 
the probably the best line, the best written line in the entire show. Uh, what is love? What is grief if not love persevering? Uh, mm-hmm. Shakespeare, Shakespeare could not have done better. What is grief if not well, love persevering? Yeah. I thought it was Shakespeare because Vision said that. <laughs> yeah, because you can see the whole time Vision's trying to comfort her. He's doing it very textbook. He's like, "You want to talk about it? Um, I heard that blah 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 blah." And I mean, he's a robot. So he doesn't really get emotions all the time. And he's like, I've been alone my whole life. And Wanda's like, cool, thanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they just kind of sit there and they share a good moment. Uh, and Vision laughs at the the TV. So it was, it was really cool to see that kind of relationship blossom. Yeah. It's, it's cool because before, their relationship was kind of awkward. Mm-hmm. It was kind of weird. Like you were just like, Vision, why do you like Wanda so much or what? Yeah, because they had that like little lovey-dovey like, cooking scene in Ultron, and it was he's like, I just want to protect you. Yep. And the uh, it's just like you want you want to protect her. All of a sudden, like you're not being this way to anybody else, Vision. What the heck happened? Like you, t- there's too much love going on. We nah, he why. thinks she's hot, and now we know why. He's got some <laughs> yeah robot love for her. Yeah, which would be weird because usually you know you base that kind of thing on off of someone looks and you know you're wanting to mate with them and he can't do that and he's a robot necessarily he's he's what three three billion dollars of vibranium i'll stop you right there because he already has two (laughs) kids with her in case you've forgotten it's not like they did anything it was just kind of zippity zap she was pregnant Okay, the most they did was kiss, and we got we all know that I saw how you get pregnant. They <laughs> guess they, it they did an interview. I'm <laughs> they, the one having they did the an kid, interview. So I'm the expert. They did an interview on uh, Wanda, not Wanda. Uh, what is it, Elizabeth and Paul? And apparently, in the first episode at the very end, when they have that kiss, one of them had a runny nose, and there was snot all over both of them, and both of them deny that they had a runny nose. So just a fun I'm gonna, fact. <laughs> I'm just envisioning like they kiss, and then like they pull apart, and there's like a strand of. It's not like snotty, snotty. Like lady it was like tramp. kind of the the wet like, runny. This wet, no, and I think it was the, the scene spaghetti style. I think mucus. it was the scene that they decided to keep in the episode where they had that little you know sloppy snot uh, kiss. And I just I remember I saw something earlier this week <laughs> that both of them are in denial that it. It was their runny nose that caused it, which is just funny. Great actors and actresses. Yeah. But so we go through the it. next door. Yeah, we go through the next door. Agatha is poking at the situation. She's saying, I just want to know how you did this, how you made Westview. Uh, is it Westview? Yeah, Westview. Yes. And, and she's just like, you saw Vision die. You came back. His body was gone. And then she's like, but was it gone? You knew where it was. And then Wanda's like, I did know where it was. And then we open the next door into the, the sword head sword sword headquarters where she is kind of not busting down doors like, you know, uh, Hayward, hey, Dumby number three said she was. She actually came in fairly calmly. And we see the, the actual Wanda perspective of everything that happened. She came over like uh, an impatient mom who just wants you to get... She walked in kind of like, like a Karen. She said, I let know. me see your manager. I, I want to see my son, my 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 husband. 
He's like, I know you have them. Just, just tell me, and it's gonna be okay. Yep. Just tell me, I need dessert. <laughs> she's she's like surprisingly <laughs> calm. And this is, of course, in the real world, what actually happened. She's surprisingly calm. She's talking to the receptionist saying, I know you have him. He deserves a funeral. I just want to see his body. So she's she's kind of handling it pretty well. And then... So the guy... Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. I was going to... Sorry. No, take it away. Yeah. The guy doesn't let her in. Mm-hmm. Um, until, like, she gets... Someone calls down is like, yeah, let her in. He's like, okay, you can go in. She starts walking in. And that's when we see her throw open the doors because the guy's like, no, I got to buzz you in. She's like, don't worry about it. I got it. So she uses her magic, opens the doors, walks to Dumby number three's office. Yep. Yeah. I think it's it is, Hayward. But I like Dumby number no, three. No, it's Dumby number yeah. three. Of course. Dumby for Dumby. our continuity's sake, it is Dumby and number some, three. For some reason, his office just overlooks Vision's work area. It's not for some reason. <laughs> it is not for some reason. This is an <laughs> evil dude. <laughs> but he is a bad guy. He is the real bad guy of this series. I mean, yeah, I'll get into it. In a sense, yeah. And so I've he, got a hot he's take. working on <clears throat> decommissioning Vision. Wanda's, you know, giving her case, yep. you know, he needs to be buried. And you can kind of see both sides. I, I, my heart agrees with Wanda. My head agrees with Dumby Number Three. You know, she's like <laughs> because he's one of the most powerful yeah. sentient weapons yeah, the world has a ever seen. Powerful weapon. He's also, three, he's also million... three billion dollars worth of you know vibranium. Vibranium. <laughs> vibranium. They could just go to Wakanda. They've got, but well, they can't. No. Um, at this point, they know Black Panther. They can just, you know, pop over there and grab but, some. So, I can kind but of no. see both yeah. sides, but, you know, I, you know, just because we're empathetic with Wanda and not Dumby number three, I would agree more with Wanda, but. Correct. Well, you even know, like, well, you learn later, like, Dumby three, Dumby number three, uh, he, he's still kind of. We've known for episodes now. He's, he's kind of well, sus. Even in this, like, to Wanda, he's still kind of lying. Like, he's he's not so much telling her that we're going to recommission him as a weapon, but he's trying to get her to understand that they're decommissioning, but, uh, and that he's trying to do that. But, like, I feel like he was, in this scene, because you see him, like, kind of almost ag her on to go see if he can he does. do something. He does! Yeah. He he, so the scene is painted like this. They're talking, and he says, well, let me show you. And, and then we see that his office is overlooking the the kind of project room where they're, quote-unquote, decommissioning um, vision. And it, it, the camera pans down. He's in, like, multiple pieces. His torso's there. His arms are pulled apart. His legs are pulled apart. And, I mean, Wanda, of course, is torn apart by this. But we hear a line from Dumby number 3, where he says, well, you can't just come in here and bring him back to life. She never mentioned anything about bringing him back to life until so he said something. He is the one that so gave the idea. He was trying like to use her. He he was using her. He was trying to see. He knows that Scarlet Witch is very powerful. He watched everything that just happened with... Uh, end game because this takes place after it he knows that she's a powerful witch capable of doing insane things i think because of what we figure out at the end of the episode that he was just trying to get her to uh bring him back online 
he was trying to bring her, well, use her to bring him back to life because they weren't able to do it. Because they had been working on Vision's body for five years now. They've had him since the blip happened. I, yeah, or at least somewhere is, in there. So it's been at yeah, least My guess years. is they just recently started working on him as they probably had other more important things to do. And then the blip happened. No. No, they didn't. The the blip the the blip well, happened. I, then and then the bl- no, because the blip happened before yeah. they got so, him. Well, yes, but they've had Vision's body for a while now, and to I just use one line from the end of the episode. He said, "We have dismantled and reassembled Vision so many times now." So they have been doing this. So that's why I feel like he is trying to manipulate Wanda to inadvertently bring him back to life. That's what Project Cataract is. But that's kind of the end of it. So she she breaks the glass uh, because she's very upset and she wants to go see him. Uh, she breaks the glass, but it wasn't really an aggressive thing. Uh, in Earlier in the show, we see that it's described that she broke into S.W.O.R.D. and she tried to steal the body. Uh, well, she stole the body. But as we see in this scene, she doesn't. She breaks the glass, she flies down there, all the <clears throat> the security guys are like, wow, this is a threat, let's point guns at her. And she's like, well, okay. And then Hayward says, no, let her see for herself. So she walks up, she puts her hand on Vision's head, we can see kind of the power leaving her hand to try to sense him, and she says, I feel nothing. Uh, you know, signifying that she knows he's dead, she's yeah. understanding so she's this de- is just uh, a, that he's dead. Hold on, and then she leaves. back to... <clears throat> Uh, Infinity War when they're in Edinburgh and she's she's like I want to feel you and she reaches up and feels the Mind Stone and can kind of kind of sense you know who like Vision like his his being like and it, it gives her some comfort knowing you know Vision is, is real and so like this is I guess is something that they like to do where she like to reach up and like feel him through the Mind Stone so right. this is just like a callback to that. Where here the Mind Stone's not there. He's a blank, dead, you know, machine. And she she can't feel him anymore. It's like that final nail in the coffin. He's gone. Yeah. Yep. But then, I mean, the big thing is she doesn't steal the body. She gets in her little red Buick and she leaves. Where does that thing come from? That piece of paper. I missed it. The deed? That piece of paper, it... It was something that they had before, um, probably right after the events of uh, Ultron, Age of Ultron. They blossomed their relationship before Infinity War happened uh, because they were in wherever Germany or Norway at the beginning of Infinity War. I thought War. they were in Scotland. Um, and they were talking about their future. I Edinburgh. Something like that. Yeah, they were in Scotland. Uh, they were in hiding in Scotland, of course, but they had had plans for the future. They were talking about it and everything. So this is something that they had talked about before, and Vision probably I gave to her. don't think Vision gave it to her, because she didn't know where it was, and she was surprised to see it. There was a heart on it, dude, that said, love Vision, love V. It literally said, for <laughs> yeah, us to grow old, heart around right. it, V. Gave it to her. And I don't know how it got oh, there. Oh, you're saying, okay. No, that was there the house... So- I see no. There, that was, there was the house that he. Well, okay. To maybe that yes. She knew yes. what this. There, was. It was the. It was a plot of land. It was a plot. It was a deed for a plot of land, and it apparently, it, of course, it's been vacant for five years because this, like, he might have been, you know, willing to surprise her with this. 
I think that's and what so it was. It was a surprise. My, she got I the heard, letter. I heard a theory, and I liked later it, on. that maybe this is where Vision was going in Infinity War when he was trying to talk about how they should run away. This works. And so maybe yes. at that point, he was like about to surprise her. I bought a plot of land. Will you With marry the plot me? plot of land. You know, let's move in together. And then right. obviously stuff happens. And that, that'd be another reason if that is true. She had no. She had no idea that the right. vision gave this to her. Like this is a complete surprise. I don't know where it came from, because they never had the chance right. to talk about it. So what I think is, she got the letter, or one of the other Avengers gave her this this envelope that had the deed with the little note that said for us to grow old in, and then she went to Sword to find the body to see if she could get closure, and then maybe bury him near the house. And then, of course, she leaves uh, Sword Headquarters having basically nothing, and she drives all the way to New Jersey, goes to Westview. We see all of the characters that are part of the Hex. Um, Norm is there. Um, the neighbor, I can't remember his Herb. name. Herb. Uh, but we see all of these characters. Herb, there it is. We see all of these characters. We see Vision's boss's wife just drinking coffee at a cafe. They, they're just normal people. Yeah. Uh, we see all of them, and she drives up the driveway to the plot um, where the house was going to be. It's just the foundation. So they were obviously going to build this house together. They were probably going to stay there in secret, have like pseudonyms, aliases going on, and they were just going to live together. Um, and she she's obviously torn apart. She's never been to this plot of land before. So that's why I feel like she just got it, that just went to sword and then just drove to New Jersey. Um, so all of this is happening really, really quickly for her. And then she's walking around, she's overflown with emotions, falls to her knees, and then we start to see the big stuff happen. We we see uh, kind of power emanate from her, her body, and the house is starting to just build and create itself around her. So this is the first part of the hex. Um, we see little glimpses from each of the each of the episodes with the furniture, with the the style, with everything going on, and then she really explodes, and all of Westview is in the hex. So that we figure out where the hex came from, where it was just her so overfilled with emotions that the the power of her grief yeah. just created. And she also created Westview, vision in this moment, which is the big House of M. And Not. she also created Vision in this moment. Yes, that's that's the big thing I wanted to talk about. Because uh, as the house is being created and everything, she creates Vision. But what comes out of her is kind of this yellow power. Which is, I think, a big nod to the Mind Stone. Where I think she took a piece of her power that she got from the Mind Stone to recreate Vision. Where he might be technically kind of real. In, in this situation, because when he was trying to leave the Hex, he, he got pretty far out of it before he started getting ripped apart. So I think there there's enough power where he might be able to live outside the Hex, but a lot of his being comes from living inside the Hex, and he can't survive outside of it. Theory. Theory. Yeah. Um, one thing I've heard before in the comics, and I keep going by the comic, I love reading comics, but the thing about Thanos destroying the stones. Is it like... The stones apparently aren't supposed to exist anymore. But something that is mentioned in the comics is the stones eventually... They reform. They come back. They don't just stay 
gone forever. If that was the case, probably all of reality would be destroyed. Uh, but right, because they hold a lot of things together because they're like cosmic entities. Yeah, and so my thought is, I don't think she just brought Vision back, but I think she brought the Mind Stone back, and that using the powers that she got from the Mind Stone to kind of recreate it. I I think that yeah, there was some kind of imprint like you earlier with the whole Mind Stone that. When she came in contact with it, it left it on her, and maybe that whole light of her hers or something was that thing relating to her or something, or leaving a part of itself in it, in her. But it just feels like um, this was something. This was a moment where she almost, in some sense, recreated, and uh, I think she added her, the personal like view she had a vision into vision and added that back into thought and so in a sense she's basically brought vision back to life but not in the way we would think like not with all the memories but rather almost like kind of like a restart but she made sure to add all that feelings that she he has for her in there and like because we like we right because we can see that we can see that he has no memories before westview Uh, that was one of the huge like turns in the episode where he's like having an existential crisis saying i don't know who i am Especially before Westview and stuff like that, right? And it's like it's weird. Um, we we talked, we theorized about this before. Like maybe she, he's a part of her that was like supposed to be like helping her get through these stuff. Like we were saying, like it's her uh, rationalized side. We were saying stuff like that. Her conscience. But maybe it's just something that the mind still left in her that was used to rebuild the stone and vision and. That right. that even leads so, in that scene you just see her, uh, turn into she turns into the black and white version of herself. They sit down and they basically it, it's just you see where the the whole series began, um, right and, full circle. And then you see her standing there, seeing that herself, and then she notices that for some reason she's on some TV set, and it almost is basically representative of. Agatha's well, that was the real TV set that they used to record the first episode, which was a huge nod that the first episode was actually recorded in front of a live studio audience. Right. And so it's like Agatha's, we get to see it jokingly, in a sense, Agatha's point of view of the whole situation. She's like, she's basically watching the show too. And mm-hmm. um, she basically, Agatha's like, I, I figured it out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> And she mm-hmm. heads off for somewhere, and we see that Wanda. What does she start hearing her kids again? And she, yep, she starts hearing her kids crying went, out because that was one of the big things from the last episode to this episode is her kids went missing. Yeah. And we we assumed we didn't know for sure that Agatha was like holding them captive, right? And now now you know that like Ag- you know she runs out, she finds basically Agatha Harkness in her whole get up and yeah looking more witchy than she did even at the beginning of the whole episode and she's yep. holding both Wanda's kids uh by these like magical ropes and right. it almost seems like Agatha's scared of Vi- Wanda more I would so, say yeah she Wanda is more so than she was before like she was just like curious and like okay there's something here you're pretty powerful I want to figure out how maybe she was like I want to become just as powerful as you, but it's almost like she's like, nope, I can't do anything to get your power. You're special. Right. You're something I'm never supposed to 
that shouldn't have well she she talks about her like she's a legend right like she's something that she's only heard about in stories uh because this is where we're introduced into her her superhero name uh she's not called scarlet witch she's saying you are the scarlet witch which gives a lot of nod to that she's a legend where this is something that's been talked about uh, among witches before this is something that she's obviously scared of. She's referred to her magic as chaos magic. So she she even says she's an extremely powerful uh, person, and she has no idea. Right. Yeah, and I don't know where this is going to go from That's here. That's where the episode ends, too. That was like the last words were, you're the Scarlet Witch. Boom, roll credits. Of course there is an after credit scene, but... right. That's that's where the episode itself ends. What are your thoughts, Jake? What do you got? You got anything on this part? <laughs> um, nothing you guys didn't already say. I mean, she. Oh, the the other uh, the other commercial that had a nod. I don't know if there are other ones. There probably were, but as she was creating the hex um, after she built the house and everything uh, in the original, you can see one of the the signs says Logos uh, paper towels. So it's just another nod to, in this universe, these commercials are commercials for real things. Mm-hmm. Like the Hydra soap was a real thing, and the Logos paper towels are a real thing, and the Yo Magic was probably a real thing in that hex. So it's not just, you know, for the viewer's pleasure. So it's interesting. Now, the real the reason I don't... So I don't think Agatha, in the end, is the villain of the story. I think I told Jake, Jake this earlier. I think more so... Because I've, re- I mean, if you even looked at like what who Agatha was in the comics, like I said earlier, it's not like she always was a terrible person. I mean, she originally first appeared went as a babysitter for Franklin Richards and helped defend Franklin Richards against villains. <laughs> and so, in some sense, she was, uh, she may have creeped out, I guess, Ben Grimm or the Thing, but in reality, she wasn't harming anybody she helped actually save the fantastic four and was somewhat good but there's been things in the comics that you know have seen her maybe be an anti-hero in some points but she seems like so i think she's more so because she becomes eventually scarlet witch's teacher and and then in the end chooses to teach her how to deal with the magic which it's funny because in the opposite, Agatha, no one ever gave Agatha that chance when she was uh, younger, you know. They were they, they were just ready to destroy her, despite how maybe powerful she was or something. And they, she, they ended up backfiring on them, and Agatha got to live. But Agatha, you know, maybe she sees a little bit of Scarlet Witch in herself when she realizes, maybe, maybe next episode or something like that, she realizes that she's just like her, in a sense, like, she has this power that... She maybe doesn't know how to control and stuff like that, and eventually maybe helps uh, Wanda in the end. I think the real villains we see here, um, I don't think Mephisto, to be honest, will be mentioned in this uh, entire... um, It'd be really late to introduce him. It'd be pretty late for that. If it is, it'll be like a nod towards anything in the... But there still is a big cameo coming. There's still a huge cameo coming. Paul Bettany has said that he has been excited because this is an actor who he's wanted to work with before. Right. So there's there's still someone that is going to be introduced in the next episode that I can't figure out who is. No, they don't. Well, and they don't know. And I, th- I have a feeling that Agatha is going to be a part 
of the Multiverse of Madness, but they didn't put her in any kind of casting thing yet, like of she's going to be in the movie. Right, it would have been too much of a uh, a reveal for her. So, yeah, but the, so they might add her like a couple weeks after this season's over. Yeah, but the big villain that we think if know, she's in there that we've been kind of maybe <laughs> oversighting a little bit by not even calling him by his real name, but the big villain realizes the director of Sword who. It's Hayward. I think he's the bad guy. We see that from the end credit scene. Right. Uh, he creates. If we're ready to get there yet, it's it's a huge end so credit scene. I think. White we're actually at almost like an hour and five minutes. So I think we can probably. Oh yeah. Hurry this up. I'll go over the end credit scene. Hayward is still technically outside the hex. He has Wanda's drone that they threw out, which is, like, imbued with her power. And he tells his right-hand lady there, you know, I I can't believe we have this because it gives us the power we need. Who would have thought? So you see the drone, and then the camera pans from the drone through a bunch of different contraptions and things. And you see an all-white vision in, like, a cage. Uh, They power him on. Yep, yeah, his they real power body. him on, uh, and vi- vision. This vision just kind of wakes up. And he looks, you know, strange because he's white, but you can tell he has like a little patch of light on his forehead, not the mind stone, but like a right where the mind stone used to be. So you know, it's not it's not vision. It's some. Um, it's just a robot. Is is the thing? Anti vision. He kind of looks around. Project looks Cataract. At his hand, you know. Almost Frankenstein like, like he like he can't believe he's alive, kind of a thing. And mm-hmm. cut to black. Roll credits. Right. Yep. White vision. So I feel like the next episode is going to be really emotional for Wanda because she's probably going to have to kill uh, White Vision. Um, and then probably part of killing White Vision is going to be ending the hex, and it's going to be a whole big mess and whatever. Um, but I'm excited. I mean, it, it's, it's the series finale. Uh, so it's, it's going to be big. They kind of have to, it's supposed to lead right into, uh, Dr. Strange multiverse of madness. Uh, so I, I'm excited for where this is going. I, I really wasn't like, expecting them to really bring vision back to life, uh, especially as a weapon, but I knew that's what they wanted to do. Um, but I think, there's there's kind of a lack of tension, but also a lot of tension where Wanda's trying to fight Agatha in a sense where there's like obviously some sort of feud where Agatha is scared of Wanda, but Wanda wants her kids back that Agatha has. Uh, and then they're going to send in um, this new vision to either attack Wanda or to do something. I'm not sure. Yeah, I have theories, but we're out of time, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we could talk all night about what we think. But, Tyler, you can come back on next week and you won't have to have any theories. We can talk about what happens. I'm sure there'll still be mysteries. That's right. Next week is it. And they're going to still have stuff that we're not going to know about. Sadly. But, yeah. But we're at an hour and ten minutes. Thank everyone for hanging around. Uh, it, it was a good episode this week. It was different, and I like th- I like the fact that it was different than the other episodes, just because it was not about you know plot and you know Wanda getting to a point. 
It was about right. It was it was a character thing, and I am always a fan of character dramas. And this was kind of a character drama. This this episode. It wasn't an action movie. It wasn't a thriller. It wasn't you know maybe maybe something that the other episodes had. But I guess uh, that's about all of the time we have today because that's all I want to edit. But <laughs> thank you guys yeah. for listening. Tune in Tuesday. We're going to be talking about The Godfather. Austin, have you watched it yet? Uh, not yet. I was going to watch it tonight. Uh, I haven't watched it either. Three yeah, hours. It's a, it's a good movie. But talk about a character drama. That's a that's some, a lot of dramas that's in there. That's true. And... Garlic and razor Go back and listen to our episode on The Lighthouse. Like, I... uh, I love The Lighthouse. It's an insane movie. And uh, also tune in next week for a Saturday special. It's going to be the last episode of WandaVision. Then we'll be taking a break, probably, until... We, uh... We... What am I going to say? Until Falcon and Winter Soldier comes out. Though we might... Falcon we might do soldier. one yep. or two if we watch enough TV to have stuff to talk about, but we'll see when we get there. Yeah. But I could use a little break. <laughs> Sounds I <good>. mean, yeah. <laughs> All right, well. Until next yeah. time. Peace out, everybody. Catch you later, daddy See you later. <laughs>